Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I am a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and see live streaming of many of my performances on Periscope. My new album, White Knuckle Life, as well as my other original records, are available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Yogi Berra. When you come to a fork in the road... Take it. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 23. Last week's gigs wrap-up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Thanks to my friend TK for the sushi lesson and to my little fan Ella for keeping an eye on the tip jar for me. Next week is the big Vegas vacation drawing. Swing on out. Friday, Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota. I had a million things going on that day and forgot to pack my guitar. Now, that hasn't happened in years, but no worries. Even during rush hour, I made it to St. Paul and back with plenty of time to spare. Guessing the lack of traffic was due to everyone being hungover from St. Pat's Day and playing hooky from work. Upcoming shows, Wednesday, March 23rd, 2016. I'll be performing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Thursday, March 24th, 2016, Brian K. Johnson and myself will be shuffling on down to Wyzetta, Minnesota to rock out at Wyzetta Bar and Grill from 8 to 11 p.m. Friday, March 25th, 2016, I'll be performing a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Saturday, March 26th, 2016, Brian Johnson and myself will be venturing on back to Prairie Farm, Wisconsin to blow the roof off at Gosnell's Packer Inn from 8 to 12. Guest this week is Andy Crowley, musical director of the St. Paul Saints Baseball Club, owner and engineer of Organica Studios, musician, etc. We discuss baseball music, the new St. Paul Saints Stadium, Bill Murray, Iggy Pop, Pearl Jam, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Andrew Crowley. No relation to Alistair, right? Um, no, not that I, well, not that I know of. <laughs> But we do have the same last name. Yep. So, yeah. Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. It's good to see you again, my friend. How you been? Oh, thank you. And it's good to see you. And I've been busy and 
Life is good. I see yeah. that. We're about to hit record and hear Andy's booking shows all over the place, the Fillmore East and whatever coming across his phone, and I'm glad I got a chance <laughs> to, to sneak in and interview him for a minute. That was the Fillmore East. <laughs> I don't know. But it's, it's it was the, Actually, it was closer than that. Well, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, we are here at Andy's beautiful studio here, Organica Recording. Yep. And um, Andy's been showing me around. What a cool place. Oh, thanks. The council over there looks like a, something that they use off Star Trek or something. It's awesome. It's a fun one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Andy, we're here today. It's uh, The weather's getting warm. Mm-hmm. Not so much today, but uh, we have uh, the upcoming St. Paul Saints st- uh, season coming up. Yep. And uh, what is your title with the St. Paul Saints? I guess I'm the musical director. That's what, I, uh, that's what I'm told. Some people think I'm the organist, so I do that. I play the organ. Yeah. Um, I take care of the sound during the game, uh, yeah, and a bunch of other stuff, too. That's awesome, man. Um, how long have you been doing that? Since 2003. 2003. Yeah. Do you like the new stadium? I love it. Okay, so was there a big transition from working at Midway Stadium? To, is it CHS Field, they call it now? Right, CHS Field. Okay. Uh, there was a little bit of letting go, you know, all the typical things that you might go through if you've been having a lot of fun at a place and all of a sudden it isn't there anymore. Oh, yeah. Okay, so dealing with a little bit of that, but I mean, to say that the difference between the two is night and day would be incorrect. It's almost like a whole different universe. Yeah. You know? So. I gotcha. Yeah, no, it's great. It hasn't been It hasn't been too tough to get used to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't get a chance to go to a game last year, so I'm excited to go a bunch of times this year. But... um I always liked uh, visiting you at the old Midway, running up there and saying hello oh, and yeah. taking my little nephews up there. You're out there rocking out on the keyboards yeah. and just, just you're like the uh, ventriloquist guy, just kind of running the whole show as everyone's hanging out, having a good time, and yeah, and the baseball players are going. It's a, it's a great experience. It's a blast to get to interpret the game, basically. Yeah. So, how yeah. did you ever? How did you get that gig in the first place? Um, I was hanging out at the turf club where my girlfriend, now my wife, is uh, was working, and the PA announcer, uh, she introduced me to him, actually. He was there, and we sort of became friends pretty quickly, I guess you could say. And anyhow, we were chatting, and I'm always into different musical endeavors. That's just kind of what I do, you know. I do try this out, do some rock stuff, do these various things, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I asked them if they'd ever thought of, or him, if they ever thought of having an organist during their games. And uh, I think his response was, yes, and we haven't found the right one, or something like that. <laughs> anyway, it just kind of rolled from there. And uh, the next next season, basically, you know, wow. I, was, I was in. So you're the original organist for the St. Saint Paul Saints. Well, I guess they've had one or two that lasted maybe a day or two prior to that. Okay. It just didn't, something didn't pan out or, you know, didn't make sense. So. Okay. Um, but I have a background with underscore, you know, writing, you know, underscore for visual things and um, live theater and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So where I come up with spontaneous backgrounds. And so this made perfect sense. It was really an, an easy fit in a lot of respects. Yeah. And a lot of fun. Oh know? my God. I can't yeah. imagine how fun that is up there. Uh, rocking out. What's your, what's your favorite baseball songs to play? If you had like a greatest hits, baseball songs. Oh man. What would it be? Or jingles or whatever. Uh, baseball songs like 
to play at the ballpark? Yeah, like like kind of um, what roll out the barrel and uh, whatever else you'd play. Well, this is a, probably a lame answer, but I'm into doing whatever will work, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and by that, I mean if we're trying to get people excited, you know, um, you know, and there's a let's say it's a day game. There are a couple of them during the year, yeah, right, where we've got. 8,000 school kids that are sixth graders or whatever out there, okay? We're probably not going to play Roll Out the Barrel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe Bruno Mars or whatever kind of thing. As far as you're talking about, like, that's on the DJ side, if you will, like, which is also something that I do. Yeah, I'm more talking about the playing. Right, the okay. actual keyboard riffs that you would do throughout the game. Yep, gotcha. So what we do there, or what I you know tend to do, is um, kind of... Pick and choose the spots, the times, you know what I mean? But do a lot of these, uh, what you kind of would think of as cliche, really, yeah. uh, things, you know, bump, 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 kind of things like that, you know, and do 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 you know. And the reason is because we're getting some interactivity that way, and... Um, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. So we were just before we started recording, we, we were talking about uh, some PRO companies, BMI, ASCAP, etc. Oh yeah. So who and CSAC who, right? and CSAC? Yeah. Who wrote? Bump, 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 bump. Who gets that? Uh, who I gets that paycheck? I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I could be wrong. There was some guy who pl- was the organist for the Philadelphia for the Phillies or something like that yeah. a long time ago. And apparently he wrote, he did write some, like, one of those things or whatever. And gets, I don't remember his name, and I'm not very good with the information here, I guess. But how about Charge? Who wrote Charge? Do you play Charge? Yeah, and then create different variations on it, too. And sometimes, like, do a sloppy job with it intentionally, right? Because we're the Saints and we can. Have you have you studied other baseball organists enough where you can like critique them? Well, maybe not critique, but I sure have borrowed from them. I've hung out a bunch with Sue Nelson from the Twins. Yeah. And I love her to death, and she's, she's a lot of fun. And when I first started doing the Saints stuff, um, I was uh, visiting her on a semi-regular basis, uh, you know. And uh, so we've been friends ever since, and, uh, and she's great, you know. Um, they've got a different thing they do there, but I will say that I picked up right away that there was an organist, there was a department of a couple of folks doing canned music, and then there was a sound person, and I sort of became all four of them, I guess, you know, for yep. us, and that's kind of how we roll, so, um, yeah, I stay busy. And, uh, no, Sue's great. She's got some, some big hits that she does, you know, with the full, you know, the bass pedals going and the yeah. chords and the, you know, works hard for the money or whatever, <laughs> whatever she's into. She plays Hava Nagila and, you know, all kinds of stuff, along with the things that you would think of as traditional or cliche, I guess. What's your, your most unique one that you sneak in there? Great question. Uh, I go on these tangents, and I try not to hold on to them like they're like uh, like categorized in a bag of tricks or a box of tricks or on a shelf that I'm going to pull down, you know, 18A right now. That's not how I do it. I kind of, I guess I get into a mood, and the mood might last, to be fair, a year or it might be three weeks where, you know, uh-huh. I may start, like, I may start borrowing from riffs of different pop songs or something like okay. that, and I've found a way to connect with the crowd, and usually... We, I know if that's working, if you get some of this clap, clap, or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. That's good, man. So, um, you know, try to keep it, 
try to stay in the now, I think, is, is what I'm really about, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it looks like we're going to score or we need a home run or whatever, you know, we'll kind of act accordingly. And people enjoy that, I think. Nice. So, yeah. You do a great job at it. Oh, I've thanks. heard you play a number of games. You do an awesome job. Um, this next question or bullet point is for, uh, I guess, my friend Will Bauermeister from Daisyhead Maisie. Oh, right uh, Him and I are uh, big meatballs and uh, <laughs> uh, fans. And I guess the big elephant in the room question is, are you best friends with Bill Murray? Yeah, we're pals. In fact, he's upstairs right now, but he's not going to come down here. So I'm sorry, you know, but but yeah, ask him anything you want. I'll uh, no. I mean, we're we're friends. We are actually really. Yeah, I, I would say he's a super nice guy, super busy guy, and uh, he makes it to the ballpark when he can. I guess would be my impression. And oh man, that's that's one of the few people on planet Earth I would love to meet. First of all, people that oh, might absolutely. not know, he's he's part owner of the St. Paul Saints, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, does he? He comes up, and does he ever give any music suggestions or anything like that? Or he does. So once in a while, you know, um, he may come up or send me a note, you know, through somebody else saying, "Hey, could you play that?" What they'll do is they'll just say, "Hey, uh, Bill's wondering if you could play this or whatever," right? Really? Yeah. Or occasionally, you know, I did receive a. A really amazing playlist from him a while back, which was not necessarily baseball orientated, but it was just like a whole bunch of cool music, and and uh, we chatted about that. He's he's a very eclectic. Wow, so he is he is somewhat hands on with this whole process. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow, that's great. I know there's a picture of you and him on your Facebook page. I might make that my profile picture. We'll Go skip for the, it, we'll skip the thumbs up picture for this, and I'll use that okay. one instead. All right. Sweet. <laughs> um. I remember uh, reading an article on him when the new stadium was coming up, and he's talking about some of his favorite St. Paul Saints memories, games, etc. Are mm-hmm. there any standout games or players, etc., over the years mm-hmm. that uh, or experiences that you'd want to share with us that really stand out that make it real memorable? Um, you, you mean like certain Saints games or yeah, that kind games of thing? like some of those playoff games, or right? Just... So there was the incredible, and it was the last time we won the championship, um, which was early on. I want to say it was two thousand four. I may be wrong. I believe that's right, though. And uh, oh my goodness, it looked like there was no way we were coming back. Long story short, uh, we ended up uh, winning the series. Uh, it was game seven. We were down. I want to say six to three at one point. And you know, as far as my personal musical reaction well of course i want us to win yeah you know right and at one point i remember just like playing as crappily as possible like kind of putting out this feeling of oh everything sucks you know <laughs> right and i had a lot of drum sounds that i was using at the time and I yeah was just doing a lot of things that just don't make sense so i was sort of trying to if you will contribute to the possibility of breaking this whatever spell we seem to be under with this you know situation when we're down six to three yeah. And of course, you know, the players are really the ones that are taking care of all that. But yeah. So, anyhow, in the end, somehow we, uh, a guy named Mark Marizzi, uh hit a grand slam. So it was a walkaway grand slam, uh, come from behind victory for game seven. And it was a pretty, pretty oh intense. Oh, my God. Yeah. Pretty intense, pretty cool, a lot of fun, right? And so. And that was amazing as you, you know, I mean, think about it. So being a part of that kind of thing is like, wow. Well, about an hour went by or maybe two hours went by. People are celebrating, hanging out. Um, 
a lot of people had left, but there were, let's say, uh, folks were clearing, and maybe there was like maybe 10 or 15 of us, and our radio guy grabbed a, like a transistor, not a transistor, whatever you call it, like a portable radio with an antenna, right? Yeah. And came running like out of the office or something like that and said, hey, the broadcast is on right now, right? See, what had happened was is that the twins had a game at the same time. Okay. And uh, the radio station that we were using to broadcast with basically, you know, decided that it was more important to have, have that situation on than our championship game. So, you know, and in real time, but they would broadcast it later. Yeah. So long story short, there were, I don't know, 10 of us, right? Uh, I ran and grabbed a microphone, okay? And the guy's standing on the dugout with his portable radio, and we're listening to the game, right? And the field is empty, and, uh, but it was kind of surreal, you know what I mean? To listen to the, uh, the rebroadcast that way. That is an excellent story. Yeah. That's a good one, huh? Oh man, that's almost goosebumps story. Yeah. That's that's a good one. Um, okay, so we're gonna. I guess we'll transition out of Saints for a minute. Cool. But yeah. that was super cool. Thanks for sharing that stuff. Oh yeah, and excited to see you rock out at CHS Field this summer. Uh, I was gonna talk about. I was reading, look, doing some research on you, and your website for Andy Studio is new com, Correct? Yeah. Well, it, yeah. I'm. I do it myself, and actually, hopefully soon, it'll just say organicarecording.com. Yeah. 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 So I was looking up your bio, and I've known you for a number of years. You played on, a, on some of my stuff and, yeah. and whatever. I think you and I went and saw uh, Michael McDonald together at State Fair, didn't we? Michael McDonald? And- we did. It was some sort of Steely Dan, Yacht Rock kind of combo. It wasn't really Yacht Rock, but yeah. it was Steely Dan was there, right? Yeah, I think so. The guy from Steely I Dan. Mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Donald Fagan, right? Donald Fagan. Right, and Michael McDonald and uh, Boz Gags. <laughs> yeah. So we go way back. Anyway, so I was doing research on Andy and stuff today, and, and I was looking through some of your credits, and I was just looking at some names that popped out. Okay. And I was just going to get maybe a couple of your stories or, or your experience with some of these people um, that you had on your website. What's uh, I know I had Hugo on from the, the suburbs, and he was talking about uh, touring with Iggy Pop. Right on. So yeah. I saw, what did you have to do with Iggy Pop? Oh, um, if there was anything on there was it that I sang with Iggy? That must have been what it was. So that was yeah. just sort of a fluke. It was another, it was kind of a fun story, you know? Okay. Um, the real quick of it is, is that I was at a show at First Avenue, and I was heckling him a few times, and he comes over, and he's like, you got something you want to say? And we're, you know, we we're actually getting on pretty well, you know? And it was a fun, pretty fun crowd. And at some point, he's like, does anybody want to come up here and sing? And the next thing I know, I'm, I'm up there, and uh, we were trading licks back and forth, vocal licks with uh, I Want to Be Your Dog. And at some point, a bouncer or whatever you want to call it, right, grabs me, right, starts dragging me off stage, and I'm looking at him like, Thanks a lot, dude. You know, thanks a lot. You know, whatever, right? I'm mellow about it and just kind of, what am I going to do, right? Yeah. And I'll never forget, he comes right up at the both of us, the guy dragging me away and, you know, me, right? And he's looking at the guy, and it's, you know, all five foot one of Iggy, no shirt, ripped up jeans, black Les Paul, right? With yeah. With his Iggy face, right? And he's going, let go of him, man. 
I told him he could be up here. Let go of him. <laughs> and he did, right? So, um, yeah, so we ended up kind of going back at it a little bit with a couple of stage antics and, you know, a little bit of fun. Um, and I soon left on my own accord. You know? Yeah. So, and it was a blast. And then um, later, and my mind was kind of blown because at that point in my uh, singing career, if you will, I was, this guy was like, you know, and still is. I mean, still, I just think he's amazing, right? Yeah. Just brilliant, right? So, so um, uh, anyhow, um, I wound up uh, uh, at the Uptown Bar, and oddly enough, who walks in but his band? And they walked right up to me, right? And this is like out of the clear, but I mean, how do you, you know, so, and, uh, you know, hey, man, that was really good, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so we ended up actually getting along pretty well and, you know, hanging out for a couple hours afterwards and with myself and a few other folks and... That was that, but that's another good story. That's crazy, right? <laughs> it was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. a few folks I had also saw on your website were uh, Glenn Campbell. Okay. I know. Did you you used his keyboard for one of the recordings that you did with me? I think, or what you rented him a keyboard or something. Yeah. So I was doing some teching, some like backline stuff, and uh, I did uh, uh, some Glenn Campbell shows, and yeah, that's. Okay. That's kind of about Very it. cool. Yeah, is yeah. that similar with the Joan Jett and the Glenn Fry stuff as well? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Out of those folks, who is your favorite to work with? Um, out of those three? Or whomever. Um, well, if it was out of those three, I'd say... Besides Dan Neal. Of course. That's always number one. Well, Dan Neal, of course. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Love old Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Um, yeah, absolutely. No. And um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see, it would be, I don't know, I mean, Glenn's was awesome, and it was kind of like surreal, but it was really in, informative, no matter, you know, all those situations, for me, anyway, were very informative, and um, and I enjoyed it a great deal. Um, his band was, is at that time, anyway, his whoever was in his band at that point were just amazing, too. Everybody was just really, really pro, really great players, super nice, and Everything went smoothly, so. Cool, man. Um, what's the story with the Pearl Jam song, Black? Um, <laughs> that was a Saints thing. I got a call from Tom Whaley, who's one of the owners of the Saints, and said, Eddie Vedder's coming to throw a first pitch. Um, could you record? or Awesome. Yeah. So could you record a one of their tunes and we'll use it as like a backdrop for the thing. And I'm like, well, you know, we could do it this, I could like perform it. So I came up with a, that's what we ended up doing. So I ended up making a little sequence, uh, the, the tune black Yep. Um, and playing like the lead guitar parts. If you hear it, that's just me playing live, you know, along with the sequence just with a guitar sample. Right. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so I, he asked me to do that. So the whole time then when, Eddie would go on the field, throw the pitch, and then leave. He'd have this, like, kind of fresh, but yet there, you know, song, kind of background to the deal. So I put it together, and I get a phone call, and it's, like, a little bit later, like, oh, don't worry about it, but I've already done it, you know, because he's not coming. And then, then I hear later, oh, but uh, their guitar player is. Now I'm not, oh, gosh, now I'm blanking on the guy's name. Oh, help me. Anyway, so he, so anyway. That's Stone Gossard or something like that? Nope, it was the other one. 
I got my phone on silent, so I don't have to look. We'll look it up later. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So uh, anyway, so it's back on now. And so what happened was, so he comes and, and does the um, and does the first pitch, and um, and that's that. And that was fun. And then completely forgot about it. And then after the season, um, one of the guys from the Saints calls and says, um, you know, hey, we just got a note from Pearl Jam, and they videotaped everything that happened, and they really loved your song. The way it went on, and they want to use it, you know, they want to put it on in a special segment on their, on their, you know, Live at the Garden um, uh, release, on their, on the release for that. And I'm like, yeah, great, let's do it, you know. So that's kind of what happened. Oh, my God. Pretty fun, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Andy, you, you have such awesome stories, man. Oh. You should have cool. your own podcast, <laughs> The Life of Andy Crowley. You don't even have to interview anybody. Yeah. Just look in the mirror and just tell the stories. <laughs> well, that would be lovely, huh? Oh, God. Okay, so to wrap it up, let's talk about Organica recording this beautiful studio we're in oh, right now. Thanks, dude. Um, man, tons of rooms, cool drum room downstairs. Mm -hmm. uh, looks like you have all kinds of resources, microphones, mic stands, guitars, basses, uh, just all kinds of stuff here. Yeah. Um, let's say someone wants to record here. What do you have to offer, I guess? I do work with a wide variety of, of people. I work with a lot of blues artists, as you know, because that's just sort of been happening for yeah. some reason. Um, and, uh, but, uh, boy, there's a lot going on. Um, we do have a pretty great, very nice room. But I will tell you that the name Organica came from the idea of a fantasy keyboard land. Hence, you, you know, you see there's a bunch of keyboards around here. And at the time, it was just sort of like this wacky name in my head. It didn't yeah. have anything to do with vegetables or being natural or whatever. It was like Organica. You know, this place like, I don't know, like Battlestar Galactica yeah. or whatever, like Organ, Organ, Organica. So Very cool. Um, but boy, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We love it. There's a lot of folks that have come through and, and made recordings and things seem to get better all the time. Um, you know, I do a fair amount of mixing as well and also do go and uh, do remotes, like um, recording a, an orchestra right now. Um, the uh, Mississippi Valley Orchestra doing their their whole season this year. Actually, uh, fortunate enough to to do that. Um, yeah. Um, and didn't because you record Cena, right? Yep. And and didn't you guys get on like a Blues Award or something like that recently or last year? Actually, it was what was it? 2012. I recorded Cena Earhart's first album. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and she got signed to Blind Pig Records right away, which was super cool. And the next thing you know, she's nominated for a BMA. So that's that's what you're talking about, yep. right? Yeah. So she was nominated for a Best New Artist debut, which was a lot of fun. You know, we went to the award ceremony down in uh, Memphis and you know did that thing. And then um, she picked up a couple other uh, awards as well that year, which was pretty neat. And then she did, uh, you know, a couple of albums since, but she's moved around to different producers. Okay. I, I have made music videos with her since as well, and um, we've done, what, four of those? I've seen a few of those. They're great. A lot of fun. Um, do you have the cameras for all that stuff, too? No. Um, I 
you know, I, I work with uh, different shooters, and I have, I do have uh, some camera stuff here. So it just depends. It depends on the on what the needs are for the for the you know. I got to do a music course. video someday. I've never done one ever. Let's do it. We Let's should. just push this, put the stop button on, and <laughs> get started. We'll do it right now. Yeah. Um, so if a person wants to get a hold of you to record a song here yeah. or book you for a show, because you perform out live. You said you played twice yesterday. Yeah, I do some of that, too. I just do, uh, you know, a little bit of everything, I guess. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so how does a person go about getting a hold of you or come check out the studio to the website, new.organicarecording.com? Yeah, you should just be able to find it under organicarecording.com. And there's contact info there, so easy enough, right? Okay. Yeah, there's a phone number, too, and... Very cool. Yeah. Um, for the story behind the song segment this mm-hmm. week, we're trying to figure that out. I think uh, we're going to hit pause here and uh, maybe set up a mic next to an organ and maybe get us all pumped for spring baseball. Is that cool there, Andy? Yeah. Why don't we take a look at that? Sure. Sounds yeah. good. All right. Andy Crowley, thank you so much for being on the Mark Stary Music Podcast. It's great to catch up. Likewise. And, thank uh, you. We can't forget the photo this time. Oh, absolutely not. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you for being on, man. Yeah. Thank you. Enjoy the musical stylings of St. Paul Saints musical director Andy Crowley as I read the ending credits. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Starry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.